Hey guys, thanks for coming. Hey. Uh, I'm, hey. Yeah, I'm, no problem, Zane. I'm really excited uh, to check out this Ren Fair. You know, I love the old swords mm -hmm. and sorcery. I, you know, I love that whole aesthetic. Got my tunic. Got my four bottles. Good, good. Uh, three of them filled. You always keep one empty for situations. I have I a jaunty hat and a kazoo. Ooh. Where'd you find a boomerang? You know, this bag that just keeps producing just infinite amounts nice. of... Nice. <laughs> Is that a is that a big chest boomerang? Hard to tell. It uh, has a mm. kangaroo on it. I, I noticed. Ooh, that's <laughs> oh, that's good for animal companions. I, you do have to rope them up outside. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, nice, but nice. yeah, okay. So uh, as long right, as if, if we there. each pr uh, you know produce our triforce so that they'll mm. let us in. Uh, so I have mine, of course. Got the got the triforce of wisdom right here. I brought the uh, triforce of uh, power that I found. Sparkly red. Yeah, yeah, you've been working out. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you know it. Fantastic. Oh. Oh shit. What's wrong, man? This is the. Oh man. You know, because because they say bring your ticket, show your vax card, bring your ID, and bring a triforce. Yeah. Oh my god, I've got I got the dates mixed up. You're kidding. This, this was. Yeah. No, I didn't bring the um. I I brought one of the crystals. Ooh. The crystals. It is. Yeah, one of the. I, That's I was I thought there was shit. like four. This is the other, Triforce uh, Triathlon, right? It, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah special. Well, I th thought that was just the generic kind one of day only special like exhibition. Well, I thought this was. I thought this was the the. I, I must have gotten this mixed up with mm. the, with the fall oh, red fair. Okay, hey, hang on, hang on. Do we each have one of the pendants? We can fuse them into a part of the Triforce. Mm. Uh, I, I have I have this rock pendant. Yeah. Mm. Oh, guys, you're killing me. Ben, you had one job. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I. Okay, let, let, we can solve salvage mm. this. I didn't bring a pen. Mm. I did bring a compass. Does anyone have a map? Oh, I might. I might have a map in this bag somewhere. Yeah. Okay. 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 Zane. Uh. uh lost key, and and we should be good. Okay, I have like two keys, but no That's, big keys. Those are not. Yeah, those are small. Those could open anything except the thing that we need. But they can open anything. I can get us into the porta potties. <laughs> it's, it's weird how they seed keys for the porta potties. I gotta re-roll this porta john. <laughs> this is the Triforce of Wisdom, Link. The evil wizard Ganon has the Triforce of Power. Whoever gets both Triforces will rule this land forever. You must help me. I, I do like I like the conceit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just like bringing the wrong artifact to the party. I, I get why they didn't have a third Triforce, but I also do not get why they didn't have a third Triforce. I, I had to look this up to be like, am I losing my mind? Like, appara <laughs> apparently this is how it actually was in the original game, was that there were not three pieces of the Triforce. It was There were eight. Right, they, they were broke, triangles. They broke apart the Triforce of Wisdom in the game, and they had to go regather it in the original game. Yeah. That was the, the concept of the original Zelda game. But I think that's beautiful. How did they you not? Have to go, you have to go through a lot of experiences to gain wisdom, yeah, and it's not all sure, at once. Yeah. You've got to work yeah, at it. It's literally called the Triforce. I, I just could not see beyond that for a solid such a, 15 Such a minutes. fundamental issue. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to reconcile. I mean, they do enough crap with the lore in these games. Like, who who cares anymore? Yeah. Well, it's true. It's true. 
Apparently, a lot of people actually. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of people do care about this. As, as I know. <laughs> well, let's get into it. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Carton Cast. My name is Ben. My name is Zane. And I'm James. Hey, James. Hey. Uh, and this is the podcast where we review old cartoons to see what we think of them as adults. And yeah, welcome to the show, James. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm really excited. Yeah, and Absolutely. thank you for joining us on this, The Legend of Podcasts, Egg Karina of Time. <laughs> I actually I actually have a few more that uh, I thought yeah, about, yeah, if you don't nice. mind me. Excuse me, podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is The Legend of Podcasts, Yolks Awegkening. Uh, we have The Legend mm, of Podcasts, like Oregkull of Seasonings, and Oregkull of Eggs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, one, that one petered off is, in the second half. <laughs> this is The Twilight Podcast. Mm. Um the egg end of podcasts, bread of some oil. It's like Breath of the Wild. Uh, the legend of podcasts, a stink to the past, the expiration date. That's that's got legs. And finally, the legend of podcasts, Skyward Board, like cardboard, like what's used in egg cartons. Do you get it? <laughs> that last one really winner. <laughs> Translation issue is sometimes difficult. Yeah. It makes it easier that Link doesn't talk, so you don't have to like dub the voices with uh, with. The mouth motions. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, interesting to bring up the fact that he doesn't talk because in this show he talks a lot. He... He's got a lot to say. He's got charisma. I'm not sure that that's that true. You... He talks a lot, but he doesn't have a lot to say. <laughs> I hope that you have a lot to say, James. You are my buddy from way back yeah. when. We grew up associated uh, and uh, reconnected over the pandemic, yeah. and you're on the show now to talk about fucking Legend of Zelda, the show. Uh, how the fuck are you? I'm good. This is like actually a pretty great episode to come in on because I remember watching cartoons with you guys when I was younger, and I remember playing Zelda games with you guys when I was younger, or watching people play. Yeah, Zelda I mean, games you guys, you guys, you know, were in high school at the same time, but I mostly remember us going to your house or you coming to our house and just playing the video games we did not ourselves own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, sitting yeah. down in your basement playing the old games. Yeah, it was awesome. So oh, this yeah. is a great show to come in on because this is like perfect for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I have very strong memory. I have a very one very strong memory of uh playing Zelda with you where we mm-hmm. were going uh Link to the Past. It was the fifth crystal dungeon, the ice one. And we could not figure how uh, figure out how this. the fuck to do it. And we looked at the damn manual that came yeah, with the game. Yeah, to try to figure it out. Yeah. And they're like, you have to backtrack? And so we like went through the whole dungeon in reverse, and it allows you to progress. And we thought I, I, that was like a brain-exploding moment yeah, for me for in sure. my gaming career. Embarrassingly, even now when I play that game, I still have to think about that dungeon critically because it still <laughs> trips me up a little bit. <laughs> and I played that game a lot, so it's not a good sign. It's easier in um, Randomizer when you get the Cane of Samaria and you can right, just like, early. you can fuck right down there awesome. and just be like, I don't know, I've, I've, I'm just bringing my own block with me. Yeah, exactly. The, the Link to the Past Randomizer is the best Zelda game. Agreed. Mm, that's a pretty good take, actually. I agree. Uh, but yeah, we are talking uh, about The Legend of Zelda. Hell yes. Uh, yeah, this is, what, 192? That sounds right. Yeah, episode 192. You guys know, know better than I Yeah. It's a, multiple. it's a multiple of 32, which means, of course, we are doing a video game adaptation. And as always, let's talk generalities about Zelda games and uh, just kind of chat it up. What, what makes a Zelda property? What are your feelings toward... The Legend of Zelda as a as a franchise. Does anyone want to start? Well, I just want to preempt by saying, as always, a lot of great music from these video games. We're going to put in a whole bunch. James, any special tracks oh. that uh, you want to highlight? 
not off the top of my head. I will say this show actually did a really good job with the music right? in general. I, I thought that the music was a very well used in the show overall. That was one of the things that it's a surprisingly smartly, smartly rare thing of video game adaptations. <laughs> oh, really? Is that it's, is that typically a trend that you don't see the music used properly? Uh, it happened here and in Mario. But you go to like Mega Man and they're just saying "Super Fighting Robot." <laughs> it's like guys, they, there's so they much. found the best. They found the best song and mm-hmm. sang it over and over and over again. Yeah. It's a smart move. <laughs> yeah, what else do you need? <laughs> uh, I think that we should start off with the with the uh, theme from Blink to the Past in the Sanctuary. <laughs> with the first time you go in there, uh, that immortal soundtrack, that... And just like, it's just so aharmonic. It's it's atrocious, and yeah. I love how bad it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say I also associate the game typically with like, um, you know, a silent protagonist, sort of a traditional fantasy setting that you're sort of adventuring through. With the, they sort of let the player be the character, in, like you, you as the player are sort of the character in the story rather than creating a very distinct character that you are playing as, which has always been a trait of the Zelda games for mm-hmm. decades. Yeah, it was. Um, was it Miyamoto? Was it? Um, mm-hmm. Was he the? Yeah, the guy I, I have production. It? Whenever you want me to do that, but. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I just have just because it, it tapers quite nicely from what James was talking about was that, uh, uh, yeah, Miyamoto went to Zelda with the thought of he really wanted, you know, the player to have kind of an experience. Hmm. He didn't he didn't want it to be sort of a by the numbers turn based thing. He wanted it to be a more dynamic, more experiential thing. Uh, and that's kind of what you get in a Zelda property. Yeah. There's dungeon crawls that are based around a power-up, but I think more elemental to it is there's world-building based around a sense of either impending or recent apocalypse, <laughs> sometimes both. Yeah, they right. do that a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, Nintendo kind of, once they find their flagship, this genre of game, they don't really deviate from it a lot. Um, you know, right. you got your Metroid sci-fi um, you got your Kirby, Kitty kind of thing. And Zelda is the like classic swords and sorcery, high fantasy thing. Hack and slash, collect, uh, collectible kind of thing. And it, it tends to be a pretty h- big highlight of that genre in games in general. It tends th- These games tend to have a lot of polish and a lot of wide appeal. Yeah, I mean, like, even the first Zelda back in the day, you see a bunch you you, there's like just a a ton of uh other games that were just like shamelessly kind of cribbing off the formula (laughs) deadly towers and the like yeah of the um top-down perspective go any direction on the map to you know review more um some of the esoteric hints you know doesn't like smoke that kind of thing this really paved the way for some of those more elemental puzzles and then you get into uh link's adventure the legends of the, the the sequel and now it's just like a side-scrolling beat-em-up almost. And, um, yeah, they, that is <laughs> they didn't know how to do sequels less, in the 80s. Yeah, such a weird sequel to the original game. It's more it? or less Castlevania at that point, mm-hmm. but it mm. gave you the sense of living world with towns and populace. And and finally, they figured out, okay, what if we just had both of these? Yeah. And uh, that's more or less how every game has been since. And in between those, yes. they made a TV show, which has, I'm going to say, some inspiration. <laughs> Very it's, loose. <laughs> this is not a Zelda property. No, no, no. no as far no. as I can tell. Yes, it is, but also no, it's not. Mm. Well, I believe that this was intended 
to take place narratively as a sequel to, or, or at the tail end of Link's Adventure, the the second Zelda game. Yeah, he, so, he has saved the world. Ganon is off on on his heels, and he's just kind of hanging out now. <laughs> he's hanging out. Yeah, he's he's. It's like Rad from Kid Rad, where like you are a video game protagonist, mm-hmm. and there's nothing to do. So at best. You're a layabout, and at worst, you're a menace to society. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing to think that this guy, the main character of this show, has done that much prior to this show because his emotional maturity is... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just... he's early. Yeah, it's definitely true. I'm, I'm amazed they never tried to make another show of The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> yeah, well, they... they... They they hit gold on the first strike. <laughs> yeah, they nailed it. So they just <laughs> yeah. figured they're no, done. <laughs> nothing more can be done. <laughs> nothing more to say. No more story to be told. It seems. Um, uh, yeah, this show has a kind of infamous uh, yeah. notoriety yes. amongst video game uh, connoisseurs, mm-hmm. uh, specifically because of the catchphrase, but also because Link won't shut the hell up like he normally does in all the games. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so The Legend of Zelda ran in 1989 as a weekly feature in the Super Mario Super Show. Hey, paisanos. Um, God damn it, I love Every him. time I liked it when they said, hey, paisanos. I, lo- I love the idea of me being a paisano. I did no work. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that's what I wanted. How did I earn such an accolade? Uh, it only had 13 episodes to Mario's 52. Uh, both were produced mm. by Deke. And after the Super Show was canceled, the show was merged into Captain N, the Game Master. Um, so the uh, and this was right after those first two games, as we said. So the show draws material from them uh, more so than a lot of adaptations we've seen. A lot of adaptations sort of take the veneer. Um, this one takes a lot, and since a lot is dungeons and monsters and a castle, that's what we have here. Yeah, yeah, more or less. Um... Uh, the... It's uh, it was it, it's interesting. You mentioned it was made in 1989. This is an interesting part of animation history, as we know. The 80s were largely associated with cartoons that were meant to sell toys. Yeah, this was the toy first, and then the show came out, and then the breakfast cereal. So it, it's 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 sort of heralded it sort of heralded the change in marketing from we're selling toys to toys are selling media. It's a multimedia uh, event- thing, yeah. Yeah, and eventually with with DuckTales in ninety one, uh would start to be that would be the marketing in its own right. So it's I don't think that's when DuckTales was. I thought it was. Was it eighty nine as well? Uh bu- 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 look it was one of those. <laughs> one of those years. Eighty seven. 87 okay i knew you well, were wrong i just didn't know how wrong <laughs> just okay. didn't know how far out okay, okay fine. fine cheapskate whatever uh yeah so this was kind of at the tail end when the merchandising strategy started to change for animation so this was meant to cash in on the popularity of the games i think mm-hmm. which makes some of the design choices very confusing just incredibly confusing. I thought it made perfect <laughs> sense. Some, some, some of it's like, some of it follows. Like, there's a ton of game references. You mm-hmm. know, you see all the enemies that you're familiar with, Moblins and the like. 
you know, he's got a boomerang every so often. He even has like an inventory screen, more or less. Like he's got hammer space, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just throws stuff in his bag of holding when he's not using it. I love uh, the And bag. all the music is adapted mm-hmm. in kind of an incredible way. Yeah, really like impressive way, honestly. Yeah. But then we get to the 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 true gooey center of how you would try to adapt a video game property of this era a video game property in which there is very few characters even less characterization and no dialogue there there's there's not a lot there (laughs) there's almost nothing there in the original zelda games that's actually Mm -hmm. the the hardest part about this as i looked at this show abstractly i kept thinking there's like no characters on this show like there's like two and a half (laughs) yeah and that's pretty much true for the game like there's like Two and a half characters. Yeah. And, like, that can work. Like, um, in Kirby Right Back At You, mm. there were, you know, characters after a fashion. They kind of had to make them up because Kirby couldn't be one of those characters. Right, he's, a, he's really. an elemental force. <laughs> <laughs> um, in Mega Man, they made him a Bart Simpson to be able to give him character. That wouldn't have happened otherwise. They, but we had a Dr. Wily, and that was good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, here... We've got our kind of chief players, Link, Zelda, and Ganon, as well as random citizenry, I assume, wizards and such. Kind I wouldn't have minded a murderous shopkeeper. I would have um, liked more citizens, actually. <laughs> but uh, that's the big shift, I guess. That's the big creative force behind this show, is that we're creating characters where formerly there were just sprites that carried weapons there, there were icons yeah. they were, there were archetypes and so you could be very loose and adapted into what you needed to accomplish in your tv show yep yeah um yeah apparently the show was very poorly rated and i'm kind of not sure why mm. because oh because like, it was ahead of its time <laughs> I, I mean like i'm not gonna sing its praises too hard but like it was 1989 for fuck's sake what, what were people expecting i think it's just like fans of zelda would come to it later in life and be like this isn't what i remember but like gauging it alongside kind of the likes of the um late 80s stuff you know thundercats and the like this kind of looks great i i think it has to do with audience expectations so this runs along with the super mario super show what does super mario do in the games he jumps around he he you know fights these koopa things he saved a princess is italian what does link do in his games marauds around the countryside bombing random things and playing grab ass yeah yeah i remember the games and here it's after he's saved everything he's just kind of hanging out and causing problems yeah yeah, it's which I like. I thought that was a clever way to take it, but it's not what it, people might expect. Yeah, it's a really it's, interesting idea to take it that way instead of presenting it in the middle of the action. They they sort of went af- after everything had already happened. That yeah, is a, yeah, it's a pretty bold choice by them. And we it's, we are um, spoiled by the modern understanding of Link as this guy who doesn't talk even after they started putting talking in games. Yeah, I I have started thinking of Link in every game that I play him in as. He's just incredibly shy. He's nervous. Yeah, he's just he's just real nervous. He's been he's he got all sweaty swatting down moblins and like likes, and he just like trying not to. He's holding in a fart the whole time. Like he just he doesn't want to make an idiot out of himself because he's a country boy in the big city 
trying to like you know do important things he doesn't yeah. have any conception of what is okay he rides a horse man there are trains around sometimes yeah. phantoms sometimes not like it's a bright big world and he's just kind of he, he nervous needs to be willing to accept the world as it comes to him because rules aren't consistent <laughs> yeah <laughs> fairies can mean one of many different things um i want to say a few more things about the original game please <laughs> So the, the game series began in 1986. It was made by Shigeru Miyamoto and Takashi Tezuka. It was notable at the time for being the first game with an internal battery for saving game mm. data. Ah. Um, this was huge. Um, yeah. It became one of Nintendo's pillar series with Link showing up in Soul Calibur, in breakfast cereals, and everything. Um, and the series was inspired by Miyamoto's childhood experiences exploring the neighboring countryside. And the story was heavily influenced by Lord of the Rings. Mm. Yeah, pretty clearly. Now, yeah, yeah. Uh, Zelda was named after Zelda Fitzgerald, F. Scott Fitzgerald's wife, because mm -hmm. they thought that sounded cool. Obviously. Link was named to connect players to the world, right? He, mm. he serves as a very blank slate character, um, but Miyamoto said the game is supposed to have Link connect the player to the game, but also... The game was originally supposed to be more futuristic, and Link would travel from past to future, uh, which became kind of a recurring theme in the games, um, including in Breath of the Wild, where he has a tablet and a motorcycle. Yeah, it's, I, it's, it's kind of um, a paradox of sorts. The fact mm -hmm. that Link is meant to be someone for whom we can connect onto, and the fact that he is exceedingly bland as a video game character. Yes, you know there yeah, there aren't really there aren't really any character ticks from the games other than like a enmity between him and chickens but beyond that like, I don't know. <laughs> it's a long-standing rivalry though it's decades yeah. at this point <laughs> so yeah you it, it costs something to because like miyamoto wanted you to kind of it for to be like kind of a little bit immersive adventuring experience and it does accomplish that yeah but it's um but you can't do know. that in a TV show. The silent protagonist thing is just a weird artifact of a different generation of games. Um, I would argue yeah, that they clearly they can't be done in a TV show. They try to make the world sort of the star of these games. Like Hyrule has typically been the star of the Zelda games, I think, as a general concept. They've always wanted to make that. Like, just it's always felt very alive, very explorable. So I think that Absolutely. the choice of making the protagonist such a... Blah, blah character is really intentional in almost every game, including Breath of the Wild, where the the main concept of that game is the world. Like that's the yeah, entire game. Yeah, yeah, like literally just explore the world. So they they've purposely tried to do that, but yeah, in a TV show. So good. And and Link isn't much of a mover and shaker in these worlds. Like there are things that people want to have get, get want to get done, but he doesn't have much agency. He just like encounters problem, develops solution, but he doesn't really have an agenda. He's just. He's sort of just like a, he's just a handyman who walks around lighting torches and <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like, hey, go do this. <laughs> removing rocks from places, uh, demolitions expert. I uh, uh, see you got a door that's locked, ma'am. Let me take care of that. <laughs> he doesn't, like, there isn't really much to his, he doesn't have much agency. He's just, he is really just there to move shit around. Yeah. And, you know, he was designed to feel familiar and recognizable. That's why they drew direct inspiration from Peter Pan. 
uh, mm. as just like this guy who's ready for adventure. <laughs> who's relatable? Who's more relatable than Peter Pan? Peter Pan Kid is that never all of grows us. up. And <laughs> um, yeah. Now later on, during the jump to 3D with Ocarina of Time, his adult form was designed to resemble Titanic era Leonardo DiCaprio. I did really? not realize that. that. Wow. <laughs> They're like. It, like there, there's some interviews where he's playing a little coy about it, but that's clearly who he's referring to. That's <laughs> really good, and you kind of see it. And I so very that, much yeah, do now. Yeah, it you know, this, explains this, all the upskirt shots. <laughs> this like teen heartthrob, you know, or you know, Legolas kind of motherfucker. That yeah. makes sense in the games. In the show, it actually makes sense in the show if you think of him as a man who's lived in the woods all his life. Uh, grew up with medieval sensibilities and saved the world a couple times, right? He's going to be cocky, horny, and crude. It's it's. <laughs> it just feels of, weird to us now. It yes. does feel weird to us because he's supposed to, like, ostensibly he's supposed to be heroic after a fashion. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't feel that way to me. It's, <laughs> Not even a little bit. It, yeah, he, like, I was talking about, like, how Link in the games, he Link in the games doesn't feel heroic either. He he just feels like a handyman to me. He, he fell into a situation it. where a fairy spirit was telling him what to do. Well, shit, I better get. get yeah, I, guess I better, better do go that. do this thing. Yeah, <laughs> better collect the seven crystals. Well, think about it. Like he's he's just in in Link to the Past. His uncle tells him, "Hey, get the fuck up and go do the thing." Or Zelda tells him that. <laughs> Pretty much. In Ocarina of Time, fucking fairies and trees go tell him. You, you kind of gotta get out of here now. <laughs> In Majora's Mask, he's turned into a tree, and then a fairy tells him, go not be a tree anymore, and also, get out of here now. <laughs> like, here's, he here's, just here's, told. And also, here's this creepy mask salesman. <laughs> yeah, here, here's the immortal creepy mask salesman. It's it's just... He doesn't have a character. Ever. Then I, I think like, I know how to unlock this show and this character for you. Yeah. Don't think of him as Link. Think oh. of him as Kaneda from Akira, and it, and it plays <laughs> he's, fine. He's kind this of is, a Kaneda. This is just some, like, on-the-streets Japanese urban street tough. Just let that ride. Well, this was kind of the Nintendo era, right? Like, this was the, <laughs> the, the edgy Sega Sonic, the, the kind of the tood era of video games. So he also takes a lot of that Bart Simpson energy to the table. It's just a very weird mesh with our silent gentleman handyman from the games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was hard to reconcile that for quite a while at the time. But I agree with Zane that at some point I did stop thinking of him as as Link from the games. And it, it helped a lot for the show, to be honest. You know what? I actually started thinking of him as Link because... <laughs> you nice sort thing... of backronymed him. Yeah, you're, you're like, like oh, yeah. what, if, what if he is a shit lord in Ocarina? Here's the He's thing just muttering under his breath to. the whole time. <laughs> Well, no, he's shy in Ocarina, but like, you get, you get other. The, the nice thing about the the Legend of Zelda cosmology, such mm. as it is, is that it's not one protagonist. It's sure. it's a lineage. It's a it's um an avatar the reincarnated reincarnation hero. cycle. Yeah, so he can be anyone, and that sort of fits in with Miyamoto's fr framework of we want the player to be able to inhabit this character how better to do that than to have a bunch of different ways to express this dude now in the games they kind of made the same silent protagonist 12 or 15 odd times but it doesn't gotta be like that 
Yeah. Yeah, there's just a lot of there are a lot of shy people in medieval times, as it turns out. So you're... It, it doesn't have to be that way. He could just be Bart Simpson. There's nothing <laughs> stopping Link from being Bart Simpson. So, like, in the next Smash Bros., you know, there's, like, Young Link and Regular Link and Toon Link. You want yes. Shithead Link as one of the Bart, characters. Bart Link. Yes. Yeah. Bart Link. Bart Link. <laughs> Doing right. flips everywhere, shooting yeah. his Dagger Master sword, trying to yeah, get his, like, his this long Dagger it's Master so sword. It's so short. Why is it that oh short? <laughs> I love it. I wrote that down, like, three times as I took notes. Like, what the hell is up with the Dagger And his shield has sword? a Master cross on it. Is he a crusader? <laughs> Master meant something different in those days. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think, like, like with the other adaptation shows we've done, we have to ask: one, is this a good show? And two, is this a good adaptation of the source material? And I think the answer to both is yes, but not in a way that's cohesive. Mm. The things I, that are well that adapted yes. are not the things that make the show good. I think that it's, I think that it's yes to both as well. I was surprised by how much I was enjoying. Link specifically, given yeah. that he's got a lot of codifiers that I find abrasive. But uh, mm -hmm. w what's your answer, uh, James? Good show, good adaptation, yes or no? I would say yes to both, surprisingly, despite the fact that I felt negative about it at first. I kept watching it for some reason. I kept being like, I could watch another one. Like, let's, <laughs> I, could, I could watch another one. And like 10 episodes later, I'm smooth. like, I'm still watching yeah. this. Like, I'm. Well, there, there's reasons. Yeah. Uh, is Link one of those reasons for you? <laughs> It, like you said, in some weird way, yes, I did find his routine sort of charming and like the stupid, is he going to get a kiss joke? As much as I hated it, like every time I'm like, well, is he this time? Like it just kept, <laughs> it just kept. Oh, but if it was you, a clone this time. Oh, 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 right, if right. you think of Link and Zelda as Fry and Leela, yeah. it's it like, because he's an irascible little miscreant. Yeah. There's that one scene with the time skip there's that one uh, episode of Futurama with the time skipping with all the globe trotters yes where um where leela says i really like his boyish charm but i hate his childishness mm. that's the that's the relationship that i kind of figured out here it's like the very qualities that make him a good hero make him a really shitty house guest and yeah. like they're just <laughs> they're just trying to negotiate whether there's still something beyond that but he's He's just he's just a little uh, he's a little punk. I don't know, man. Apparently, <laughs> the relationship between Link and Zelda was directly based on that of Sybil Shepherd and Bruce Willis in Moonlighting, which was one of the early TV dramedies. That so, was the way they had to communicate Tsundere back in those days. Yeah, they didn't have the codifiers. They didn't. They didn't. But that's exactly what we got here. There weren't enough horror anime at the time. It was a drought. <laughs> it was a recession. Let's be it, real. It, no, it was a drought. It got real humid real quick, though. In the 90s. But, um, here's... I, yeah, I, I like that he's resting on his laurels. Like, he's he's already saved the countryside once, maybe twice, maybe more, depending on how you read the fiction. So, I mean, uh, a lot, it seems like. Yeah, he's 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 earned some rest, but he's also fucking bored. So he like he acts out like yeah, yeah. He, he just creates problems. He needs to be signed up for soccer camp or something. <laughs> he's got too much energy. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna <laughs> sleep good tonight. That's why he, yeah, he gotta go let him run it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We we see him in the final episode. He has the opportunity to take the Triforce of Power, and then he second guesses. Seems like, but then I would lose this cushy gig. 
<laughs> That's awesome. I didn't, I didn't watch through all of it. I just kind of picked a few sporadically. So, but I, I feel like I got the gist of it. That the notion of him being like, kind of fuck it. Like, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, no, I'm good. I'm having like, too much fun. Is, yeah. Um, I think yeah. we should say what the show itself is actually about. Um, it is Three's Company, but one of the women is an evil wizard. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. It's, I, I, it's almost like a, a clever deconstruction, uh, in like a there will be brawl kind of way. Like this, this is a video game society, but without the incentives of a video game. There's yeah. What what are Mario and Peach's home like? Look like home life look like? It, not even that, but like, there's there's nothing to accomplish. Link's a guard. He's mm-hmm. trying to maintain status quo, like a sitcom does. A game doesn't do that. <laughs> it you is ever... completely a sitcom, though. Like, that's 100% yeah. what the show turns into <laughs> as, as it goes along. Every episode is just a uh, sitcom over and over and over again. <laughs> it, it's and almost kind of... The Link fucking faking a cold so he doesn't have to clean the <laughs> castle? Are you kidding me? That is and, yeah, the and, exact plot of an 80s and 90s sitcom. But it's, and in the and, intro, they're like, saying, like, like, we have these two Triforces. If anybody ever gets both ultimate cosmic power and they just can't fucking do it <laughs> it has yeah. to be on purpose <laughs> yeah at some point for sure <laughs> it happens over and over and over again <laughs> link uh link purposely leaves the triforce behind at least three times there's no time <laughs> yeah, i gotta go riddler <laughs> yeah i really like looking at this show as a deconstruction of how ridiculously in every video game, you're in the moment of crisis in history. Yeah. What about the rest of the time? Yeah. What does Link do on his day off? What happens Let's after the moon credits this. roll? <laughs> when, when the, after the credits roll, when the main romantic leads finally profess love to each other, what's the next 10 years like? They're like, what if, kind of what if they don't this... like each other? And what if, like, he needs something yeah. to do so they give him chores? He likes to, like, clean the castle. One of them doesn't want kids. Yeah. One of them's Protestant, the other Catholic. What's going to happen? Like, she, she, I, she's, I really a, she's a power it. CEO. She's like, <laughs> she's leaning in. You know, she's, she's got stuff the, to do. Okay, let, let's let's talk about Lincoln Zelda mm-hmm. independently and as a cohesive common law unit. <laughs> yeah, hey, will they or won't they? They already did, but they won't still. So, so like we said, Zelda's the original Tsundere, uh, and I think their relationship is a little Fry and Leela. Which is weird, because uh, in the that, game, she's telepathically reaching out to him to come get off his ass and do something. <laughs> yeah, you get the feeling like she's trying to um, she's trying to make up for some sort of perceived debt. Like, I'm going to give him another chance, but only because he saved Hyrule. That mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, right, you, get, you, you built up a little bit of credit, but things are serious now, Link. Um... But yeah, they, they they don't really have a lot of agency beyond protect this, you know, cubic zirconium or what have you. And the rest of the time, they're just kind of playing grab ass over the ca- over the whole castle. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> surprisingly, I agree. <laughs> but why is it good? I I love the way they interact. Like uh, the dialogue is just it's just real cute. Like, um, there's this one episode where it starts up, Link, sleep, first of all, this is just a beautiful concept, (laughs) Link starts sleepwalking, and because his verb set 
is all combat focused. His like autonomous <laughs> nervous system sleepwalks by firing an arrow with a la- with a with a with a rope attached to it to try to climb into Zelda's window. <laughs> and he wakes up mid climb when mm-hmm. Zelda wakes him up. Uh, and he says something real cute and she's just like that's the sappiest line I've ever heard. Did it work anyway? See for yourself. And they lean in for a kiss and then Moblins attack. This that's not terrible dialogue that's kind of cute it's like 80 percent good Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe less than that but it's yeah i think it works because the situation is so silly and surreal (laughs) i really like zelda in the show i thought zelda was really good in this show i actually think that was like the thing about the show that i was the most surprised by is that while link's a complete shithead for the most of the show she's kind of very likable even though you know She's interested in Link, so what's going well, on there? But <laughs> well, she's 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 serious. She needs um, someone to like uh, show her how to let her hair down and party. You yeah, know? true. She's, yeah, she's she's not opposed to roughing it. Like she's proper, but like she'll use a bow. She'll throw the boomerang. She'll even use the sword a couple times. She got magic. Like she's she's an action woman. Well, she's an action woman, but she's she's devoted to doing things the right way. Link is a problem solver. He's a mechanic. He's like, mm. whatever gets the job done. Right. You know, and that, if that's going to require throwing a shield and then surfboarding on a lake of fire, then by golly, that's what he's going to do. <laughs> that was actually pretty cool. <laughs> it's, it's, it was nonsensical. Yeah, I and loved it, though. Yes, also it was cool. But, like, their relationship just feels really sitcom appropriate, you know? Mm-hmm. One of them has a lot of heart and not that much brain. Mm. And she's drawn to it because, like, it's, I don't know, it's like, you know, she's from a well-to-do family. She's got expectations from her family to, like, you know, take on the the family name or what have you. And he's kind of a rebel. He's kind of a... A bad boy. From Ooh. <laughs> so mysterious with his leather jacket. I mean, tunic. He's, it's it's really cute. I don't know. I was I was really invested in their partnership. It's It's kind of interesting because... I believe them as a couple here. In the games, they've diverged so significantly where, like, Link is ever more blank slate. And Zelda, just they just keep throwing new personalities at her in every game. We're like, oh, I'm going to dress up as a ninja. Oh, I'm a pirate captain. Pirate oh, queen. I'm, a, like, a, a, a scholar of uh, medicines and botany. It's like, slow down. <laughs> like, Yeah, they're... If In Breath of the Wild, they have is, a bunch of... Appealing- to a different fetish that the gamer can... Because, like, the gamer is always going to be someone who's too shy to talk to girls, so that's easy enough. He's never talking. Good How enough, dare you good. offend you my it. sensibilities as a gamer American? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, maybe you want the nerdy type, maybe you want the pirate captain. But in, you, you always want the pirate captain. In mm. Breath of the Wild, there are these long scenes... Where Link can't talk, and Zelda's the only one else there, so she just like monologues for for a she while, and he to just kind of looks. Both sides of the conversation. <laughs> just, there's just like nothing going on up there. Yeah. He kind of does sound seem like a robot that <laughs> Zelda is giving like messages to. Now I like their relationship in the show a lot as as, as a compare. Yeah, for, for sure, as a foil for the game. The game, their dynamic is so flat and stiff. This has a much more like it's much more realistic, even though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a weird relationship, but it works so much better here. Like you said, Ben, it's really charming ultimately in the show. Like you really you're kind of rooting for him despite everything. Yeah, like he's irascible. He's he's very you know you 
you like him for reasons that are hard to articulate, and <laughs> it's the confidence. Yeah, there's, well, there's, there's the confidence, but there's also something very relatable about him. And and the thing is, this show gets a lot of flack in part probably because his dude is kind of obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Definitely is. What's the alternative? Right. Do you, do you present Link from the games that doesn't say a word the entire that's show? That's nothing. Like, that's yeah, nothing. do you have it in an adventure show where they're like, <laughs> you know, solving a dungeon and fighting a big monster? Hell no. Doesn't, right, that doesn't, would be terrible. We saw how well that went with Dungeons and Dragons. Because you no already thanks. have a better version in the game. you got to do something different. And well, I mean, and this is kind of why I like the Super Mario Super Show with the with the Mario Bro- the live action segments <laughs> with Magic Johnson <laughs> showing up. Yeah, with Ma- Magic Johnson and Dracula, and just the boys being boys and hanging out. <laughs> I gotta watch that's that show. Mario and Lu- <laughs> that's who Mario and Luigi are at their core. They're boys being boys and hanging out. <laughs> and Link is playing grab ass in the forest with a bunch of fairies, mm-hmm. and that's beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, um, so the the grab yeah. ass is one of the recurring um, moments that they fall back on for their for their uh, you know character interactions where um, you know he's constantly begging for a kiss, um, whether it's a good time or not. Like he <laughs> he could be a, a literal ghost and beg for kisses. <laughs> it means something different to him. Sure, like, yeah. I, he, he's got to imagine that like. There's a door that doesn't unlock unless he gets a kiss or something. That's how <laughs> that's his all brain he knows. works. And sometimes she's into it. Sometimes she's not. Uh, when she is into it, they'll be interrupted by villainy or like magic. I mean, they hit us with that same joke almost every episode, at least a couple oh, constantly. times. Constantly. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I loved it every time. Yeah, me too. Know. It Like I said, it worked every time on me. I have no idea why. And yeah. she's, you know, so, she's so clear that, like, any romance that happens is going to be on her terms. Mm. Yeah. No, that she's I, clearly in the driver's seat. And I kind of think that, like, when she does say, hey, yeah, you can have a kiss, it, I think she can sense that magic's about to happen and is, like, <laughs> trying to tease him into being a hero, like, to stay motivated. <laughs> like, dangle that carrot in front of him. I, I also got that impression, uh, but like that that also works for her character because like there are moments where like clearly she's kind of fighting with herself she likes link but also there's like responsibilities that need to be taken care of he's got to be you know he's got to be kept sharp you know mm-hmm. he's, there's going to be another apocalypse soon probably just <laughs> give it five recognition. minutes <laughs> yeah um, um the other recurring bit that they do is link's catchphrase yeah, this is probably its own segment. Yeah, you could devote a whole th- half an hour chunk to this. So, Excuse Me, Princess was based on a Steve Martin comedy routine. Where he says, Excuse really? Me, uh, which was the height of comedy in the 80s. Um, mm-hmm. Deke's VP of Creative Affairs insisted on the catchphrase. And the writers were pissed because they thought it was dumb, so they used it as much as possible to stick it to him. <laughs> There's a part where he gets thrown off of a cliff into a waterfall, and as he's falling, he goes, Excuse me! <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I that's knew they really... were having too much fun with it. Like, that's when I that's was like, okay, really good. they're having and fun that, with it. And that this. makes it okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not the words so much as the delivery. It's the it's his tone. Yeah. <laughs> it's It takes about... 
two and a half times as long as it should take <laughs> for any it's so realistic. Uh. And it always starts with, hey, like, as though, like, you ever notice how it, like, there's, a, there's a preamble, like, he's expecting this to be a big laugh line every time. What's the deal with moblins? Are they dudes in pig costumes or pigs in dude costumes? Not bad. Not that bad was actually pretty point. good. Yeah, I'm working on it. <laughs> um, yeah. So clearly, it's ridiculous. I I was surprised by how little it bothered me. <laughs> I, I guess my brain just overwrote the part of my psyche that is supposed to be annoyed by it because it's so over the top. Yeah, it's mm. kind of a good punchline. It, it, it they'd use it pretty pretty consistently, and it works almost every time for me. It also underlines what a shithead Link is, which is his total <laughs> all of his character in this. So like it's it's consistent. Yep, he thinks it's the best, and no no one responds. <laughs> no one reacts to it. I don't think a character ever answers to it when he says it in the entire show. I think every time he says it, it's met with deafening silence and nothing. Yeah, it's, it's as if that it's they don't notice him when he says yeah. it. It's a curse. Uh, I did have a couple other characters that we should probably yep. mention. Uh, the first of which is a reoccurring character, not exactly like plot relevant, but Sprite, uh, the uh, the sidekick, more or less. Yeah. So uh, the screenwriter Bob Forward, great name, um, great. <laughs> was obsessed with Tinkerbell for I'm guessing reasons. Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of wizards energy from this james i don't know if you've seen the show the the movie by um ralph bakshi ralph bakshi mm. it's it's from like what the 70s it's horny maybe, lord maybe? of the rings except he also <laughs> made a horny lord of the rings it's it's really horny lord of the rings there's someone who we not uncharitably refer to as thong fairy mm. in that movie this yeah, is, this one this is close. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this um, might draw some influence from that. Then, <laughs> well, so this is interesting. Fairies had appeared in the original game, but they they hadn't been characters. And this is one of the things that I feel like the game kind of took or adapted from from this because you start seeing that in uh, Navi. Um, Tattle. They take they take a few things from the show, if not on purpose, at least in like, well, if you're gonna have something fulfill this function, here's how you would do it. It's um. I think that it, yeah, I, I totally agree. And if you look at how the games are structured, the first couple are Link doing the things and going to places. Every time since then, he has a little helpful hint system. It's not just a hint system. It's also a companion. Yeah. Link has somebody who can talk to him. And that's not the same thing as Link having a personality, but there's <laughs> at least some form of communication going on. There, There's a camaraderie to his adventures when someone is talking to him and invested in him because he's not invested in what he's doing he's just doing things to do things yeah from what i can tell he's got he's got a few hammers and the world's full of nails and get going yeah 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 time yourself but the the show is kind of prescient in that way is that like from from now on until the end of time he's always gonna have someone to talk to which is um is a good evolution of the franchise and I, I was surprised that this is when it happened and uh, Sprite... in terms of how it characterizes in the show this is kind of a heartbreaking crush that can't be followed up on yeah like, imagine if you fell in love with a mountain 
<laughs> like it's similar. It's a Dalton Wilcox poet laureate of the West uh, falling in love with the land itself kind of thing. What was the one you had mentioned in Gravity Falls when you talked about that with? Um, I don't remember who came on for that. My buddy, El Your Frendo. Buddy, El Frendo. You talked about Gravity Falls. How like it was almost a little tragic, kind of bittersweet. How you could see Dipper pining for Wendy on a consistent basis and because of the age difference clearly it would never happen so right right there's a similar feeling here we're like i kind of feel for sprite yeah you know like yeah it's, she, um, she wants link link you know even if he could love someone this is before minish size yeah yeah just, just couldn't well, be done i i, I kind of don't think that there's physical limitations so much as link's heart is beholden to another yeah but i don't know it, it just it's it's it curious it's a surprisingly human interaction between these two characters they yeah. like link to zelda and sprite to link it's just like she clearly cares for him like a like a best friend that wants there to be more but the the other party isn't willing it just yeah. i don't know it got me in a weirdly you know, it felt real. way. Yeah, it, it felt did. like a surprisingly fleshed out character. Yeah, yeah. For a background character, she was pretty fleshed out. Actually, I, I liked her as well. I, I agree. Yeah, and and she is in the plot mostly to have Link have someone to fuck around with. Just yeah. Like, well, was there, break were there any episodes where <laughs> Whatever. there were other potential love interests for Link, and we got to see how that? I think like there was he, one he, the he, other way. Zelda had a love interest in one episode, but not the oh, other. Oh, King, yeah. King Fauntleroy. Farquaad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lord Farquaad. Yeah. <laughs> we all know what it, what it is. <laughs> that was an interesting... Like, I read up on that episode. I didn't watch it, but wasn't that like there's a Prince Charming who's actually like nice and good, and Link is clearly shit tier in comparison, but Zelda but he's a likes hero when anyway. the chips are down. Yeah, isn't there that kind of dynamic? Help me! I'm sorry, Princess. Uh, maybe next time. Uh, best of luck. And I mean that. Really. Hang on, Zelda! Hold it right there, Zola. It's not worth saving, but I'm doing it anyway. Yeah, I actually like that episode. I thought that episode worked pretty well because it showed links that, despite all his shithead behavior, is actually a hero like underneath it. So it did a good job of depicting him in that light. Well, he's yeah, he just... bored. <laughs> he's like, well, yeah, I guess we'll jump in the mud. Whatever. <laughs> there was other one other character in the show that they showed several times. God, he really is. He really is like. You leave him alone for an afternoon, and he's hammered a bunch of holes into walls. Yeah, but pretty much. <laughs> instead of a hammer, it was a bomb. Like yeah. a spiky just a toddler. He didn't I mean, imagine, imagine walking around any Zelda game where you couldn't interact with anything. It it feels like an art piece, right? Like, yeah, there's cool stuff to look at, but the, the draw of this is I can blow stuff up. It it doesn't matter how large the environment is, if Link can't blow parts of it up, yeah. <laughs> the entire world is a padded room. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's he, he would go insane <laughs> under an hour. Looking for secret walls and just bombing everything. <laughs> There's nothing to do. Um, yeah, there there is um, a king who <laughs> yeah, shows the king. up occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, I really I, like I, the I'm sure you loved. I'm sure you loved Idiot Sultan to go along with Aladdin and Jasmine here. I didn't see him. Oh, the king was great. I, so, I, incompetent. so, <laughs> so incompetent. So incompetent. James, give me a give me a. A, I, a we, we've we've already described him incompetent. We this, got all of it from yeah, that, huh? Yeah, from a, he can't uh, remember Link's name, but he <laughs> also like can't wait for him and Zelda to bone down. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, he sort of eggs Link on. He's like, yeah, get her, and you're like, wait, that's your daughter, bro. Go, go get him, buddy. Uh, well, okay. Let's let's think about this. What's the what's the motivation there? Is there like some sort of bloodline thing? Is he a secret member of um mm. like? The, the wise men who's like, we need to have a link every generation. Get, uh, get on it. No. I think he's like, an idiot who doesn't want the responsibility of being king anymore. Yep. Oh. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, because Link can do a better job. Now, the guy who does want to be king is Ganon. Mm. Um, so here's our, here's our villain, and he is squarely in the 80s He-Man Skeletor yep. villain theme. He's... Just- He's on the spectrum between Mumra and Skeletor. He's not the worst, but he's far <laughs> from the best. He, he he has that distorted and evil voice. He's constantly chewing the scenery. He just smacks his minions around like he's doing what you need him to do. But this isn't yeah. that kind of... The show is different from the games. He's still in the games. <laughs> well, it's... So we've talked about Skeletor and why he works. Part of it is because he's ineffectual yeah he's a completely impotent skeleton like he can't do anything he as opposed to those virile skeletons we're so familiar with (laughs) yeah he's he's no virile skeleton this is uh this is pretty close to ineffectual villain behavior he he looks dumb he He looks so dumb dumb. (laughs) he's not good at what he does which is great because link is also not good at what he does yeah he's a little bit more on the ball in so the like final they're... episode, his minions go on strike and trick him into a bubble. <laughs> pretty good. Hey, pretty good. Pretty good. Wait, stuff. Into that hourglass bubble thingy that he. Yeah. Oh, he loves bubbles. He does. He's a big fan. I still don't understand what that hourglass was. I try. I tried to pay attention to it, and I still never figured it out. He 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 like has he like uh uh channels his ma- magic through a big magnet in one episode. He's like, yes, oh yeah, I saw is, that one. <laughs> this is how I will do everything. <laughs> It would be kind of interesting if, in each game, Ganon was, like, one level up the tech tree from where Link's at. And Link has to make it work. Because, like, later on, Link gets magnetic boots. So he's unlocked that technology by the time Twilight Princess rolls around. Maybe this is where he learned it. He's like Mega Man in that way. Ganon is different in every game, just like Zelda is. And just like Link isn't, he is... Of an insatiable beast man. He is a uh, schemer politician. He is a wizard who doesn't know what wizards are. He has a bunch of swords and he's willing to use them. He's Yeah, wi- wizards kick things really hard, right? Now, <laughs> to go back to what Ben said, though, what about Ganon with a gun? That's, that's all. Mm, Why won't mm. these cowards give him a gun? <laughs> that's probably where Link got the hookshot idea. Yeah, yeah. Is, is Ganon one time decided wizard didn't work what about cyborg and just like did a rocket punch mm-hmm. and then link's like that'll work i like got it i like to think that Put the it in a chest. inspired by the sleepwalking sequence the game the game saw that and they <laughs> yeah, were like yes <laughs> he puzzled it out after a bit uh i don't know do we do we like ganon do we like 
yeah. him at all. I. It's really just Link and Zelda that we want to watch, right? I, like I want. It's... I want a sitcom where occasionally there's like a new magical creature that came out of the woods and like, uh, throwing a run, wrench in our relationship. Maybe see some acrobatics. You know. I think Sprite being a love interest for Link that doesn't get followed up on, and Lord Fauntleroy Farquaad <laughs> being a love interest for Zelda that like that that's seeding the territory for this to be the best harem show of the 80s oh yeah <laughs> like because you got your and, fish and people you got your tree people everybody like, wants the a piece do it yeah how many <laughs> how many people is is link beholden to over the course of you oh know, like a dozen a dozen yeah and um, i mean in ocarina of time alone he's got like a, a are we counting a, darunia a farm girl he's got a, a rock <laughs> monster is the love that cannot be spoken of <laughs> he's got he's got a fish face uh yeah. probably a deku princess it's it's there's there's so much room in zelda for link to have a harem <laughs> <laughs> okay go develop this thought <laughs> well i mean just think of the think of the parties you got uh, there's so many uh-huh. there's so many good <laughs> wedding parties or sure. like um you know three's company or like um random like what is she doing here kind of jokes that you could you could manage where we're like they have to go to okay let me let me let me let me try to workshop this with you guys let me pitch it we have to go up to death mountain for x reason oh let's get this uh mountain woman to show us the way Ooh, we're kind of mm. hitting it off but Done. but because goron link has yeah. Yeah, Goron yeah. wedding. Well, well that, that's how man. You do if you've it, never is... been to a Goron wedding, oh, oh, wow. boy, bring some earplugs and some band aids. If what if what if this? What if the next season Ganon's gone? We don't care about him anymore. We've sure. got all these different nations. Let's bring in full Zant. of attractive monsters. <laughs> and <laughs> you Link? want a monster harem? <laughs> yeah. What have I been unclear? An octorock. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's a hentai game, sir. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I went too far. Yeah, you're working. You're working on a different. Uh, it's it's hard to tell with Ben sometimes <laughs> where the line is. <laughs> but like, if you imagine it, let's imagine a sitcom that where we don't need to cater to the notion that Link, because like even this show is like Link's a hero when heroing needs to be done. The yeah. rest of the time, he's a shitlord. He's on the Let, couch eating chips. Let's just lean into that. Let's let's get Venture Brothers about this thing. Let's just <laughs> watch the times in which nothing's happening. Like let's let's Seinfeld it. Um, Link, because of his status as a, a hero of time, is the emissary to all these monster nations. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so make him a diplomat. He, he's a diplomat, and he's a. He has to be the diplomat, but he's a really shit diplomat because he's a hero, and the two do not coexist very well. So yeah. he's going with Zelda to all these work functions. She has to keep swatting his hand from putting his fingers in the soup, <laughs> and he's unintentionally uh, attracting a bunch of, you know, fucking cockroaches and velociraptor people. <laughs> Thoughts? I'd watch at least like three episodes of that. Yeah, it's oh, worth yeah. a three. <laughs> I mean, I watched a lot of this, so. I mean, does he still have the catchphrase? Uh, I made it through ten episodes. I looked. I looked. Uh, For I late th- me, princess. <laughs> Is that good? Do yeah, like that? definitely. Yeah. Let, let, let's pan away from Ben and back. To 
I watched like 10 episodes of this and I was surprised that I made After I watched the first, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do 10. And then I just. 10 is a lot. I, yeah, it was, it was. They were quick. They were like 14 minutes, pretty short yeah, episodes. So, so it was, it some was of easy. them were pretty inoffensive and some were like actually good and interesting. Yep. Um, but yeah, so you know, usually you would, we get... you would say the pacing was good, James? Ah, kind of. <laughs> was, was it. What, did you think they went a little too long? No, I. I, I I think that the plot felt repeti- just too much repetition after 10 episodes. Like, I know that it was a formulaic show, and that's yeah. sort of the nature of the shows from this time. But at, at some point, I was like, okay, I, I get the shtick they're doing. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. pacing was interesting, because a lot of the times uh, when we're watching cartoons, everything's either 11 minutes or 22 minutes. This is, mm-hmm. like, right in the middle, and it kind of works. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, it, it's also pretty nice with the format. Like, given that we aren't in the harem of my dreams, <laughs> we have a villain who is an instigator... But, like, because it's that middle amount of time, we have enough time to kind of seed, sow seeds of conflict later in the episode, early in the episode. Like, mm-hmm. we got our three company things. Incident, crisis, action scene, resolution. Like, it's, it's, it is formulaic, but it lends to the strengths of the show. Because Zelda and Link, for the first four minutes or so, that's comedy gold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then once we get to the actual climax, I, I, I love the action. I love the action of yeah, the show. This, this looks really... Watching Link do, like, kickflips or, like, yeah. shooting his sword in midair, I, I'm i into it, man. Something about the dinky and, sword really made the action sequences way more enjoyable to me because it was just so funny to see him jump around with this, like, oh, yeah. three-inch sword. <laughs> and then he almost never slashed with. I don't... Yeah. It was she yeah, lasers out of it. single digits <laughs> he, the number of times he actually used the sword as a sword. It was mostly oh a laser. The, and the laser sound effect is so... It's the classic nice. sound. They take, they take sounds from the games. Yeah, I had, oh, we hadn't talked about this yet, but the sound effects was the other thing I wrote down. Very much yeah. that I really liked the use of the original sound effects in this show. I thought that was great. Yeah. Did you... Um, did you catch some of the, uh, the the musical themes being adapted into the uh, into the show? Yeah, yeah, like the the ones from the original games. Yes, the, 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 yeah, the, the sound, the original uh, Overworld and Underground themes. Both of those. Um, so the the original Overworld theme. This was uh, composed by Koji Kondo, the same guy who did Mario. Mm-hmm. He, originally in the game, he was going to use Ravel's Bolero as the title theme, but the copyright hadn't expired yet, so he had to make up a new one. Hmm. Huh. So like, <laughs> yeah, wow, could have been very different. Yeah, no, I, I love it. Uh, it's it's, it's it's hitting you in that nostalgia in the right way. Like, if you were to try to craft a show that is a Legend of Zelda property, um, there's parts of it that you're going to try to hit the nostalgia, and there's parts where you have to expand it. And this did both of those right. It expanded mm-hmm. the characters because there weren't any really. Yep. And it kept all the music and flavor and world building because that was what was good in the original Gazelda games like the 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 adventure of it all and I think they really nailed the um enemy enemy design right those like first couple game enemies you see a big iron beetle with huge pincers and one big eye and you're like yeah no notes yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's that's one-to-one what I expected to see here Kirby, right back at you, did kind of a similar thing. You know, yeah. they'd be enemies from the game. You got your Uncle Joe or whatever, but they'd have their own voice and stuff. But, like, it was unmistakably, yeah, that's just Knuckle Joe. <laughs> <laughs> 
what were some of the sound effects that you noticed, James? Like, because I, I kind of really hyper-focused in on the sword beam. When he got items in another bag was a very distinct sound effect no, that no, I didn't no, recognize no, no. from... Yeah, <laughs> no, they... no, 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 just, it, just the hammer space, the... That, oh, what, yeah, whatever yeah. that like bloop kind of thing is like taking the menu down yep yeah yeah I, yeah i think that was literally the menu sound from the like zelda games i definitely noticed um the rupee kaching um all right I, I, the rupee i just wanted to mention they called yeah. rupees rubies in the show and it drove yeah. me nuts i don't know <laughs> yeah. how they didn't get that detail right but it was called a ruby it was supposed yeah, this... to be ruble <laughs> <laughs> this this was um before there was sufficient uh, infrastructure sure. in the states for dubbing, mm. so I, I think that maybe there was like a translation issue that didn't quite get resolved by this point. Sure. Yeah, yeah, but the rupee sound was also one of the ones I noticed too. That was that was accurate as well. Yeah, it just was really it was it. it you're right, Ben. It hit the nostalgia thing perfectly as soon as that. Like you'd hear that sound effect and you'd be like, "Oh, this is Zelda." Like I. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, and that's what you're there for. Yeah, is is you're you're looking for the ways in which it's Zelda. When I was watching Mega Man, I was looking for the ways in which Mega Man would fight a robot, take his power, and use it on another robot. Whenever mm-hmm. that happened, we were having a good time. Whenever Mario got a fire flower, and you know used it on some unsuspecting fish that were out of water for some reason, like that, we were having a good time. <laughs> It's, and even then, like, yeah. even in the Mario, like, because Mario's already so cartoony, it it wasn't adding as much. Here, I think it, it uh, synthesized probably better than anything else was just the sound. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, well, and it also fits the tone, because remember, this is the 80s. We can't use swords like swords. Hmm. Uh, we can't actually punch things. Mm-hmm. We can throw things into water. But that's kind of the the height of violence that is allowed. Um, sword beams can cause, you know, teleportation effects. Yeah. <laughs> but there aren't wounds that can happen. So yeah. for the, the this the enemy just effects... uh, disappears from existence, which is far less horrifying. Yeah, <laughs> in that weird way. So it's it is um, it is consistent with '80s violence. The fact that all of these sound effects are so cartoony and bouncy. It's yep. campy. It's 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 80s campy. In a good in a very good way, I felt. I in really, a very good really way. Really liked yeah. it. Yeah, I really yes. liked the use of sound in the show. Yeah. yeah. And um, they do include some other uh non like music that's not from the games. Um some classical. Uh they have a nice like renaissance loot sometimes. It kind of feels like RuneScape. <laughs> there there's a memory. But yeah, they do lean pretty hard on those original themes. I have a couple things about sound that I wrote down too. I noticed that he ha- he plays the Mario Warp Whistle song when he uses his flute in an episode, which Yay. was very very weird to notice. I was wondering about that. And yeah, he, and he whistles the Mario theme song in an episode as well, which I think is because it's from the <laughs> Super Mario Bros. show, is where they broadcast sure. this. But yeah, I, I noticed those the Warp Whistle one. Yeah. I was like irrationally excited when I heard it. I was like, why do I know that? And then I yeah, <laughs> pointed it out. It was cool. It's also the um the. I don't know if you remember the um, Ocarina of Time title sequence. That mm-hmm. do, 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 oh yeah, do, do. they are very very similar compositions. Yeah. Wow, I've never put that together, but you're right about. That. I just yeah. put it together right now when you <laughs> mentioned Warp Whistle. I'm like, I'm hearing a Zelda thing in my head though. <laughs> oh, it's because they're the fucking same. Got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. 
Um, I think that the characters are very expressive in the way that they are drawn, like good facial mm. expressions, but also just like when they're fighting, you can see at a glance who's winning just by the way the characters are posed. I want to I want to take a moment to appreciate the poses here. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it was that it, when you're watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, you're constantly thinking, this was a man who wanted to draw beautiful men in sexual poses. <laughs> right. I get a lot of similar feelings watching Link. Like, Link is doing a lot of lunges, mm-hmm. and he's never wearing pants. <laughs> and there is a scandalous amount of leg and thigh showing in almost every shot. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. He's, uh, like, you know, purposefully. He's got to be able to move around. It's it's just functional, right? Yeah. <laughs> that boob Freedom armor is just logistical. It makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like there was a female gaze uh, yeah. in the show because of it. Also, whenever we do get that good upskirt, uh, Link has uh, heart boxers on. Oh, really? I didn't notice that. I did right? not yep. notice that either. <laughs> yeah, he's got little heart patterns on his boxers, which, which is, is great. great. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, just a, like a, a more realistic note about the poses, the action sequences, Link is doing some solid parkour. It's, this is, it's, uh, these are not 80s limited kind of animation where you're just watching He-Man turning and picking stuff up in the same way every time. Mm-hmm. Like he's doing flips. He's, he's doing handsprings. He's, uh, this is a dynamic character. Yeah. It's surprisingly it, flexible. And expressive. It made me it made me wonder about the budget of this show. Like given that it was not to sell toys, but to cash in on toys that were sold, did they just they had more production value to be able to devote to posing? Maybe. It might be because it's shorter than a normal TV show, so they like allocated the same budget. I, I don't know. It just maybe maybe they just knew what they were doing. Maybe. <laughs> it was later in the eighties life cycle, so I guess they shouldn't be that surprised. How did it but, compare um, to the animation on the Mario show that was broadcast in sort of the same block? Mario show was was a little bit more anime hmm. aesthetic. There wasn't they were they were more Play-Doh figures. Yeah, they were about half as tall, so there's a lot less articulation. Yeah. Uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here they're yeah, all lanky. More... Yeah, these are deep, fairly realistically proportioned, and Princess especially Ooh. cuts a great pose, like uh, you know, leaning forward in her like business tunic. <laughs> oh yeah, the the kind of um the arm crossed thing with like the one hand drumming fingers on the shoulder thing that I saw. That was that yeah, was, real it was good. sort of like horse riding pants. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. she had yeah. horse riding pants on the entire show. Horse riding yeah. business pants. Yeah, yeah seriously. Mm-hmm. You got to make an impression with those horses. Show them who's boss. Um I do think that uh Link like in terms of his ability, like and his his like fighting prowess and his acrobatics He's shown as simultaneously competent and unreliable. Like, he can do do anything. He's just not usually present enough in mind to do it. Uh, And that fits in with the idea that, like, this can be as goofy or as serious as we need the plot to be. Maybe it was just because he was sliding. He was sledding over a bunch of fire. But I I, I was was, uh, very. He gave me pirate vibes. Like, uh, like the the animated Sinbad is kind of mm-hmm. how he felt. Like it, it's, hmm. or or a Lupin. Like it's always some sort of stunt that 
yeah. even he doesn't think should work, and he just kind of makes it happen through <laughs> determination, through the Triforce of Courage, I'd almost say. Mm. If that the was one, a thing. The one that's missing from the show, it, yeah. It's 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 kind of like how the how Dumbo had the magic in him all along, you know. Yeah, it's in the heart of the viewer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, because again, we're all Link. We're all yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all furry perverts, <laughs> just desperate for a kiss. Yeah, yeah. From 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 whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter the source. Piece. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care how many legs they have. Lady being held up by an octorock. Well, I think I can go for that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I've kissed weirder. Um, yeah, I'm 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 kind of running out of material here because like, I think we already hit kind of the core of the show that it was, it's not, it it is a Zelda property adapted in the right way, which is, it's expanding on the characters and not doing a lot else, and that that's kind of all I needed. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't and know. I think, what, what... I think the fact that it drew so little from what we currently understand as the Zelda mythos um, made it work in a way that would not if they tried to adapt today, right? They would do it much more by the book today. It would be much more serious if they made it today. No, no doubt yes. there would be much less of a comedy. The, the best part about the show are all the, the jokes worked pretty well. They, that was the, It was much more lighthearted. Oh, God. And it, all the Easter eggs would be so forced. Right, right. Because <laughs> there's so much like, more of them now. Right. Well, I'm, gotta I'm, cram them in. I'm, I'm a little, um, I'm a little nostalgic for the era in which the, you know, Easter eggs, the the, the 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 fan bait, was all just sound effects. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. And that, I really liked that part. I That's really enjoyed it. Unobtrusive, and simple. Sprites. Yeah. Yeah. Like we know that it's there for us. And it's not getting in any, anyone else's way because they're fucking sound effects. Why would they? Right. Uh, it doesn't draw focus in a nice way. Like, it... it this show is weirdly... You, you said it was kind of not cohesive with a Zelda property, but internally, I, I felt like this show was kind of great. Like, you know, in, in, in total. Like, sure. viewing it as the sitcom after... Like, after the hero has won and he's expected to be a productive member of the household. Yeah. You know, that kind yeah, of post-World War II uh, resting is, on your laurels kind of thing. This is a reasonable node of the Zelda timeline. That doesn't um, get any focus anywhere else. If if you were to do the, like, big harem character-driven mm-hmm. interaction thing, are you yeah. familiar with the Hyrule Warrior games? I is am. that the is that the Soul Caliber one? No, it, I mean the um, it's like Dynasty it's Warriors. Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, so it's it's just a bunch of you know fighting a bunch of mooks. But the central conceit is you have all of these playable characters, including alternate versions of Link, because there's Ooh. some dimensional timeline nonsense, and everybody's coming together at the same time and place. Do you get to um, play as Lonk? You get to play as Linkle. Linkle, yeah, which is Lady Link. <laughs> uh, you get to play as like Toon Link. Wait, um, is Linkle the love child of Link and Tingle? Oh, that's a cursed. That's a missed. That's a missed <laughs> opportunity by Nintendo. Is all I'm saying. They could have gone way further with this idea. That is cursed fan fiction, sir. <laughs> that's um, what I'm here for. Yeah, so I, I think that would be a reasonable way to to do it. You know, have that have that romance and uh, character interaction with a little bit of existential horror. It's, you know, what I want to watch. I want to watch the, you know, 
man, this is a dumb reference. I'm going to make it. Uh, there's an episode of Ben 10 where Ben 10 goes to the future and he becomes Ben 10,000 because he's like, you know, been in the game a while and he has cloned a bunch of aliens into his, uh, into his fucking pager or whatever. Including a shark that he jumps over. So something like that. Uh, I kind of, or, or for a more reasonable reference, uh, when the doctor meets his other doctor selves. Yeah. I kind of want a, a family reunion of all the links throughout history, just kind of all kind of coming together and being like, you had to fight what? And having yeah, like how a potluck many... dinner and like an award, like, like a Christmas party. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> how many phases did your final boss have? Jeez. I feel like you could do this this idea, but from the angle of shithead Link just being a total shithead the entire time at the party. He's just... the MC. He's roasting them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I have a que- I have a question idea. for you guys before before the podcast ends. I was going to ask. We already talked about it yes. a little bit in the beginning, but why do you guys think this show is remembered so negatively as time has gone on? What what do you think it's the cla- the the traditional Zelda fans watch it and they're expecting it to be a Zelda show and it's. I think the reason that we're able to view it through the prism of that that we do is that we're really, really well read at bad cartoons. Hmm. Yeah, I've noticed. And this is this is not one. Hmm. This is solid. Like it's it's not perfect. It doesn't blow my socks off, but it's fine. But the Zelda games were overwhelmingly successful. Yeah. Hmm. To the point at which anything less than great is kind of a scarlet letter. Like right. Skyward Sword kind of got that treatment. I don't even know how good it was. It just wasn't great, and that was bad enough. <laughs> that's enough. Yeah, that's, so that's I, fair. I think that when people think Zelda, they're like, holy shit, my first Zelda game was an amazing experience. This is not amazing, therefore. Yeah. I also think, you know, because this came out in the 80s, um, the, it, there wasn't cartoons on demand this wasn't rerun a ton um and so when people think back to it they're using their childhood memories and what stuck out the most it was that catchphrase and it (laughs) was you know people are going to remember the depth of you know the games that came out immediately after this or or you know chronologically and you know they they just uh they don't remember this as just a competently made show that is in theory, a Legend of Zelda property. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the Legend of Zelda parts of time that we're never watching. Like this is all yeah the B side in my head. <laughs> no, this is this is all canon in my head. Oh, none, okay. None of, yeah, this is also this is absolutely the way that adventures Link's adventure, uh, you know, Zelda two goes down, is that he wins, he figures it all out. Now he's resting. Well, fuck, I just spent however long just clobbering goblins and saving townsfolk. Now what do I do? So so you think Tell me not I only... To, I have to be a security guard? Are you kidding me? <laughs> so not <laughs> only is this a node on the Zelda timeline, you think this is the logical after of every single adventure it's in all the Legend of Zelda. <laughs> Shithead Lake is just the consistent result of these. <laughs> it's what the job does to a man. This is what. Uh, this is why Batman can't have a normal life anymore. Yeah. It's like it, the the role requires too much of him. Uh, it's 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 what happens to every hero once the credits roll. 
where's where's the next crisis there's no yeah. more crisis the war is over crises are not a constant in life yeah yes they are this is hyrule there's always a crisis no sir there's a crisis when you're around necessarily because that's when the cameras are rolling <laughs> yep well what does what does han solo do after the war is over he's married to Burlesque. leia he can't he can't keep being a smuggler certainly i think he goes back to being a smuggler no she's she's in charge of like that doesn't work that's why no she's drawn to it oh okay it's the bad boy thing again it's it's an international trade dispute sex game yes yeah like no one no one's wearing underwear at that at those court proceedings they all know that it's a pretense for some serious role play shenanigans. How would you even know what you're looking at? <laughs> what? In Star Wars. What do you what do you what does that mean? I understood it. You mean because there's aliens everywhere. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You... I, I, I didn't I, I didn't think they were swingers, but I guess I wouldn't rule it out. <laughs> anyway. Uh anyway, um Yeah, uh let let let's let's round things out. By um, well, first of all, James, mm-hmm. is there anything else that you wanted to like mention? I feel like I talked over you a lot because you both of you in the same room put me in a mood, and that mood <laughs> talks a lot. No, I think I hit pretty much everything. I'm glad. I was really glad to do this with you guys, so I'm really happy that I got to be a part of it. I'm We're glad too. To. Uh, before we wrap up, why don't we just kind of say either strong Zelda memory, like good things from Zelda that we love, Ooh. or favorite game, maybe. Just, yeah. just to kind of, you know, wrap this up in a bow. What's, what's one thing about Zelda that you absolutely adore or one property that you think is... I'll go, I'll go first. Different. You actually already said... I remember the, the story you told in the beginning. I distinctly <laughs> remember that experience of, like, going through that. It's a very, like, strong memory of mine. But I got Majora's Mask for Christmas one year, and I played through the entire game in, like, three days. And I remember my mom was, like, very unhappy with me she's like you've not left the house in like three days and i'm like but you don't understand you like, don't you don't understand how crazy this moon looks yeah, right, i right. only have three days <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah it, just abstractly she just did not have any concept of video games she kept walking in being like what is this giant moon this weird mask thing that game was really yeah. cerebral and kind of haunting so like it was a very odd thing to walk in and when like link puts the mask on and starts screaming like you're like oh my god jesus shit yeah like yeah so that's always been the marketing research behind that a really strong influence on me and my gaming preferences as time has gone so yeah mm-hmm. what do you got Zane? um i it's interesting for a, a single player series mm-hmm. uh, that it's it's been a thing that's brought uh, my wife and i closer together um mm. her family got me a Nintendo Switch for for Christmas uh, one year, which I was so happy with. Yeah, uh, they'd been trying to find me good Christmas gifts for years. <laughs> I'm just like hard <laughs> to shop for. Um, and we we played through Breath of the Wild um, each of us, and you know that was a great experience. And after we did that, she wanted to play more, so we set up an emulator, and she went through Ocarina of Time, and she went through mm. Majora's Mask, and this was during a time in grad school where I was so busy and constantly doing work so my saturday would be me sitting at my desk grading papers or prepping lab or like writing down results and just hearing her go through it yeah in the background that's uh, great that's a really it was, cool story. It was just yeah it, it really helped get me through that year hmm. 
That's awesome. Wow. I know you already told yours, Ben. Do you have any other ones? I mean, I actually have a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, Legends of Zelda has been kind of a, a consistent part of my gaming trajectory. Uh, when I was in college, I uh, I didn't have a GameCube, but uh, the, uh, the 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 union had one, and uh, so I would constantly be trading in my badge ID for an hour at Twilight Princess. Oh yeah, <laughs> and just you know, I was going there as often as I could because I didn't want anyone to overwrite the save. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, it was pretty That's, wild. Yeah, I yeah. was great. It was a weird kid. Uh, I don't know. Recently, we played Cadence of Hyrule, and I realized oh, that just like I love that game. Yeah, it, I mean it's it, it's no longer Zelda, but no, no. It doesn't you need can to put be Zelda in anything. Yeah, the sprites look great. Yeah, it game has great animation. If there's anything that I'm coming away from this in is that um, the characters of Link, Zelda, and Ganon do not really matter for a Zelda game to be successful. It's it's the aesthetic and the feeling. It's the it's, it's the aesthetic it's it's, it's the continuity the, of the lost woods and yeah you know the death mountain and and just these places yeah. that just kind of like feel, Hylia. They, they feel sort of emblematic of fantasy world um it's it's like you can adapt it into any kind of game in the same way you can adapt any character into like dungeons and dragons well yeah but it's it's not quite as prolific as dungeons and Dragons. like which or wizard means something very specific in D anD. d Wizard can kind of mean one of many different things in a yeah. Zelda. You know, that's like, true. The amorphous nature of the games actually really is a strength of it that you could the world can change dramatically between games, and we all accept it because there's that staple of the few the few I kind mean, of constants that. Oh, he's a, he's on a spinning top now. That's a major item. Okay. Okay. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's pretty cool. Say, but... he's, he's got twenty masks that he does to do magic shit. Yeah. Yeah, fine. Cool. Hell yeah, sounds it looks good. great. <laughs> You're gonna be on a boat most of the time. It sounds yeah. cool. Yeah. There's time travel. Why? <laughs> it's time because we didn't gotta... want to make two maps. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I love Hyrule. I think Hyrule yeah. is so cool. Mm-hmm. I just all of the disparate sixteen screens in Link to the Past, Light World and Dark World, are so well-defined in my memory mm. that every time I see them in any other continuity, I am over the moon. I am yeah. just, I'm so happy to see an old friend. Yeah, for sure. It feels like a world that I, I want to be in as much as possible. It's really great. I think that's why, like, the adaptation of it into the show, they have skeleton enemies, they call them Stalfos, and that feels better. Yeah. Yeah. Or crazy yeah, octopus monsters and call them Octorex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, it's it's got its own um, it's got its own proprietary definitions for skeletons and goblins and you know tentacle monsters. Like there's just there's it's it's the um, there's the the Tolkien um, Gygax divide, like that. You know, our goblins mean something different than your goblins. Yeah. But, like, the next level, like, an even further definition of that. So, like, if I'm looking at a goblin, I know whether it's a Zelda goblin at first glance. Yeah. Like, I don't have to think about what a um, s- stress tube ball monster is. Oh, that's a like-like. That's from Zelda. <laughs> Always. 
I was going to ask before uh, Ben mentioned this: Is Link to the Past our our favorite game for all three of us? Is that is that true for all? Or is that not true for you, Zane? Major, Majora's Mask. My oh, dude. okay. I, I would. I, yeah, it's tough to say. But I mean, if we're including the randomizer, Link to the Past, it might be random. Yeah, only yeah. gets better. Zane and I. Zane and I devoured that for a good number of months. <laughs> yeah, that's really. It's just, but in so terms Major- of like, yeah, pick it up and play and enjoy. Um, Breath of the Wild has been mm-hmm. fantastic. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't soothe me the way i can just pick up ocarina of time and just like there i go just play through the whole game in a a couple days yeah i'm really i'm really Uh, looking forward to the new game which they just came out with the name for tears of a sea cow tears of the kingdom (laughs) i did you hear about what they did in uh the uk oh yeah Um, they had to push back they were the release time because of the yeah they they didn't want to announce it because it's called tears of the kingdom and the queen died and they felt it was too much yeah it's so well timed. Uh, one more Zelda memory, just because it's, it's now hitting me, is uh, Zane. When I visited you one time, now you you and Chrissy love Breath of the Wild, mm. yeah, and you were really excited. Both of you, I think, were really excited to watch me play, or at least Chrissy for was. you to try it. Yeah, yeah, try it out. Like this really well received game, Zelda. You know Zelda. You like Zelda. I'm like, all right, I'll try it. Uh, I, I spent about a half hour on it. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't like the open world nature of it. The crafting system felt weirdly non-Zelda to me. I think that most of my time was spent trying to treat it like Shadow of the Colossus, just climbing random mountains in my short <laughs> pants, like not wear, refusing to wear armor and only throwing other enemies' weapons at each other. Like I just, I wasn't able to treat it like it meant to be treated. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I would argue that that but, game can be treated pretty much any way you want, and your way of playing may not be, <laughs> may not be wrong, actually. Watching speedruns of that game specifically are a fucking dream. It's bizarre. It's cause, because the, the, the nature of like the, the time stop bomb means you can pick a trajectory and a velocity, and it'll happen. <laughs> yeah. And they it's have cool. weird categories like pet all dogs percent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love speedruns. Yeah, I I think right. one of the best uh, Zelda games is Dark Souls. Um, Ooh, it's a good Zelda game. <laughs> wow. But yeah. Oh, is that is that is Artorius just Link? What is 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 Artorius left-handed? I can't remember. I know he's, he's only got the Artorius one. Artorius is one. Yeah. Is one-handed, but like, <laughs> is he left-handed canonically? I don't think so. Okay, because that is kind of an interesting. Uh, piece of Zelda lore is that he's left-handed. Or Link is left-handed. Yeah, I hadn't I, really I thought like about that, that but I, you're right. Yeah, it always, and I, yeah. and I don't know why that is. I always look for, but it. I, and, hmm. All right, let, let me think about this. Right, like that is that is curious. That's that that is curious enough circumstances to be almost intent. Like if there is an avatar like reincarnation cycle. What is it about left-handed people <laughs> that makes them that like endows Try... them with <laughs> Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, just the world's not made for them. Yeah, well, I mean, cause, yeah, because <laughs> they, they 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 thrive under the adversity, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of like men in Naruto Val- or Naruto. Um, Gerudo. Gerudo I might Val- watch that Naruto show too. Valley. Everybody's running with their arms out like there's assholes. ninjas. There's magic. You get it. It's close. You understand. You need the hover boots. Yeah, like Amazons, but in the desert. Great. We've made a whole new canon. Yeah, with the best song in Ooh, all of Zelda, yeah. probably. Put Agreed. it in. Hit it. 
yeah, I just it it's great. I'm always looking it's, forward to more Zelda. Agreed. Zelda's just fun to talk about and it's fun to listen to and I love when a property is brave enough to try a new thing. Zelda doesn't do it that much anymore. Skyward yeah. Sword and Twilight Princess, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, etc. They're all kind of the same game after a fashion. Definitely, yes. But Breath of the Wild, Cadence of Hyrule, I don't know if that counts, but I'm counting it. Whenever the franchise does something new and doesn't worry about pissing off the fans, I... I, I applaud it um, just kind of out of principle. Mm-hmm. And this also went down easy. Yeah. Agreed. Their relationship's so cute. I would have watched more of this. If, if they made like a whole other season of this, I would have watched more. Sure. What? What? It, it, some... If they were to make another season, what would be the plot incident that would... Because uh, you need more care of time. Yeah, right. They have to. Majora's Mask, right? Um. And that kind of is like, okay, we're done with we're done with Hyrule. We're gonna go, just go to Termina, forget mm-hmm. everything you knew about that. Keep all the feeling, keep all the ju- dungeon stuff. We're just gonna a whole new cast of characters. Would it be that kind of thing? Would 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 Link go on a, a business trip to Death Mountain? I mean, I, I think around you need with to add two more characters. Okay. One to just instigate the plot, and one to be a secondary love interest. Okay, so Tingle. Not Tingle. And Tingle. <laughs> Hard no on Tingle. <laughs> Out on both. <laughs> what if it was what if they were the same person? The love interest and the instigator for the plot. I guess that same would have one. to be Tingle, yeah. It's yeah. What, <laughs> we're what right back to have? Tingle. I'm very upset. <laughs> what if the king what if, the king is kind of Tingle? <laughs> Man. No. No, go ahead. That's anywhere. how that's how they that's how they get the order of succession is who many who who can put the most? Who can collect the most maps? <laughs> Not map the most ter- territory. Collect, collect the most maps. <laughs> right. Well, because like you know, they're going to be in charge of the whole land. Whoever has the most knowledge of the most land has got to right. be the the right ruler. Is that Tingle's goal? Tingle's goal. Here's, okay, goal is a, a strong word. Let's, let's, Compulsion. Let's think, yeah. Yeah, he has to. <laughs> Feels obliged. He's just Wario in tights, right? He just wants money, and this is the... Like, giving Link a blank piece of paper to draw on is got a pretty good profit margin. Wario in tights invites some questions about chronology here that I'm very interested to follow up on on a different podcast. Yeah. Uh, But for this podcast, uh, I think that is The Legend of Zelda. Yeah. I suppose it is. Uh, thank you for coming on, James. Yeah. James, do you have any kind of internet presence you want to plug or anything you want to fucking say? Not really. Love to do this again, though, if you cool. guys want to have me on. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for uh, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Zane, what are we doing next? Next time, we are doing a Boomerang Bonanza. So these are shows from the past. A uh, little bit of everything. We are going to be looking at Secret Squirrel, Augie Doggy, Quick Draw McGraw, Hong Kong Fooey and Oof. Wacky Races. I recent uh, that that episode is very special because I was in person with Zane and uh, we did not know what we were getting into for a lot of it. Uh, but I will give a minor spoiler. We see the illustrious first sighting of uh, Snagglepuss. Snagglepuss. <laughs> if he was a bandito, <laughs> sprinkle so that consider in. Your, consider yourself warned. 
And Ben, how about uh, after that? Zane, is it Halloween again? Uh, no, but it might as well be. Damn. What is the episode that I'm supposed to no, say? No, that is, it is that. Oh, good. I was doing a bit. Well, I was asking a legitimate question, and you treated it like a bit, which makes me feel the fool twice over. But Ah, you've got Tangled in Tingles' uh, mad, <laughs> mad adventure. I have. I have. He's going to rob me of all my maps and leave me balloonless. But, uh, yeah, uh, after that, we are going to be having our friend Dan Caves back on for our Halloween segment, wherein we watch a Ghostbusters, the animated. Yeah, it's Ghostbusters. The real Ghostbusters, not Filmation's Ghostbusters or the Extreme Ghostbusters, which Mm -hmm. we will touch on and talk about, but mostly we're talking about Ghostbusters. And honestly, not even much about the show The Ghostbusters, but the movie The Ghostbusters starring that guy. Yeah, mostly we're just talking to Dan about Ghostbusters. But it's a good time. Um, Yeah, join us for it. If you have anything to say about uh, Ghostbusting or Boomerang, if you... Want if you have anything to say about uh, opening a chest and finding the episode about Boomerang? <laughs> hey, close enough. I'll take it. Um, you can go to fancybat.com/cartoncast and leave a message of some sort on our contact page, talking to us with words. You can go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating or review. It really helps us out and validates our existence. And more than anything else. Tell your friends about the show. And more than anything else, hey, listen to the podcast. And, and if you didn't like that episode, well, fuck you, princess. <laughs> yep. No good? No good as an outro? James, do you want to do one? No, no you, you have that at bet. <laughs> I, I, I crushed it? Let me see if I have another one in the tank somewhere. Whenever you look at me, you call that Z-targeting? <laughs> All I've got is yeah. <laughs> yeah can we get a supercut of link yelling in the outro yes yep yes <laughs> done and Good. done are you guys Great allowed to clip sound it. bites from the show allowed uh, is that's, that's, that's a, a term i shy away from because it's Bolero, more like it's I think not the copyright has expired time. there is a line in the show they say multiple times i didn't bring this up but he yells yahoo as he's flying through the air <laughs> like three different times like he's amazed that he's doing <laughs> yeah. it too <laughs> I mean, how could he not be? Like, that it's would just be on a, the zip line. a really good outro. Is all I'm saying. Well, I mean, it's it's the only time, it's it's the only time of the day he feels like a real person is when he's doing bullshit. Like the rest of the time, he's cleaning his room or sitting. Like there's just not a lot for him to do there. Anyway, that's my just relaxed in bed with a cup of tea, grimacing at a wall. Like this sucks. This sucks.